You are listening to a Called Collective podcast where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To learn more about the Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Calling, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah out, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. We're gone! <laughs> <laughs> well, who we got today? We we have none other than the shortest ministry major at Indiana Western University. <laughs> the hey. shortest, yet wow, the biggest. Mm. Heretic you will ever meet. A- Amen, brother. <laughs> Jared, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm Jared. I I like my heresies, but you know, <laughs> I, also, I also like my truths. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one could say that if you understand what heresies are, you understand what the truth is. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I know I'm speaking heresy, then I obviously know the truth, right? Yeah, mm. of course. Except of course. for when you don't know you're speaking heresies, like me, and you're just a heretic, and, you're, and your professor calls you out exactly. in class, <laughs> and then you start crying, and then you leave the class, and you drop out of school. <laughs> Have you ever... No, I think you were telling a story once where you were trying to use, like, in a sermon illustration, the wrong thing to, to prove a point. But didn't there one time where you were like literally saying a heresy that one kid in like the youth group was like, amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm leading a Sunday school and I w- the whole point was we need to be, you know, we have to, to check our, the ones teaching to us. Like if your pastor's preaching, if you are leading a Sunday school or you're in Sunday school and that person is, is teaching a lesson, you know, make sure they're actually preaching the Bible. And, and so I said something Along the lines of, you know, it says in scripture that we have to do good works to go to heaven. Like, that's the only thing it's based off of. Now, of course, faith and works go together, right? I'll show you my my faith by my works. But my point was, only works. That's all. And I said, okay, so how many of you guys would believe this? And some people, like, shook their head. One girl was like, oh, absolutely not. That's terrible. One dude literally went, yeah, I think that sounds right. Who needs faith, man? I was, <laughs> I'm here for it. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. I said... Your, your dad's a pastor. Like, this kid's dad's a pastor. I was like, this is hilarious. Dude, I definitely I definitely believe stuff like that for sure. Hey, you think? I see no problem with it, man. I mean, you got to work your way into heaven. <laughs> Do as many good things as you can. It's perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. For, for sure. You got to get to that higher level of heaven, you know? <laughs> what do yeah. Wesleyans believe in entire sanctification? That's, that's what that is, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is. I think that is. I don't know. I, I just want so. a bigger house in heaven. Nah, for sure, for sure. But Jared, with with all the heresies that you know, didn't that come from kind of a love with theology, though? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, theology has def- definitely been my favorite class I've taken so far. Yeah. Um, just love the class. I feel like through learning theology, it helps me connect better with Scripture, helps mm-hmm. me understand what's being said. And it really just, I don't know, it makes me feel like I'm connecting more with God through the knowledge yeah. of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, where would you say, like, if you could look at all the classes you've taken just in theology and learn that, where's, like, one pivotal point? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, where's one point that you can look back in your classes, in your life, where it's just like, this is where, like, something really changed for me? Yeah, um, I would have to say Theology 1 would probably be that class for me of, like, I went into Theology 101, like, the uh, intro to theology sort of thing. And I was like, yeah, I understand all this stuff. Like, 
I get it. There's some new stuff. But then we hit theology one, and it's like, all right, we're hitting the do- like main dogma, main doctrine mm-hmm. of Christianity. I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't even think about this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so we're going through all that. I'm like, you know, I could, I can learn about this for the rest of my life and still not know anything at all. Mm-hmm. And so it's that idea of the more you learn, the more you recognize that you don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I, so. I true. remember when it, like somebody said to me, they're like, "Well, when you grow up, the more you know, the more you know you don't know." Mm. And I was just like. What? Mind blowing. <laughs> I was like, dude, I know everything. everything. Speaking speaking of not knowing, Jerry, we we Jerry, Isaac and I know you. Yeah. I mean, granted, I have known you for a long time, but what about for Sounds those like that you. don't know you, right? I what what would you want people to know that you don't have never met before, like the basics about you, right? Because we know you love theology and that yep. you're here at Indiana Wesleyan, but other people do not. Yeah. So kind of run us through that real quick. Yeah. So I am from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same town from Oh Oak. my gosh. Same town as Noah. Uh it's, How much sand do you eat in a day? Oh, at least five pounds. Let's go. <laughs> How much do you weigh? Five pounds. Hey. <laughs> hey, no. Uh, but yeah, I'm from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I'm a grad student here at Indiana Westland, getting my uh, master's in practical theology. And my go-to fun fact, anytime anybody ever asks, like, you know, one of those get-to-know-you sort of things, it's just, I haven't grown since eighth grade. <laughs> oh, it's wow. there. It's the longer you... Like, I, the older I get, the more interesting it gets because it went from, like, 10th grade. Yeah, I haven't grown since 8th grade. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe you'll grow one day. Yeah. Now I'm 21. There's no chance I'm growing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So were you, like, a—I'm trying to think in 8th grade how big I was. Were you, like, average size in 8th grade or, like, a unit? No. I, no. No, he was just small. I was still small. I'm, <laughs> I mean, all of the 8th graders in my youth group are taller than me, so— Wow. Uh, Jared and I grew up in the same youth group, same yeah. school, same everything, same friends. And uh, I, I can vouch for the fact that Jared has been this size for a, quite some time. Fair enough. Hey, listen, man. God just had to make me smaller so I wouldn't outdo the other men. <laughs> Got to keep you humble, right? Amen. Got to keep you humble. <laughs> Amen. Come on now. Come on. Is that is that your thorn in the side? Like oh, absolutely Paul? it is. Absolutely oh, it is. Man, dude. Not, not your eyesight that you're literally almost blind. Okay. I'm not almost blind. I can still see almost 2020. How many fingers? 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about uh, 12 right there. That I'd say so. Oh I'd say goodness. we have 12 fingers. That's crazy. But anyways, uh, Jared, you're obviously you make us laugh, but we're here because not just the coffee, but also the calling. Right. We yep. we're goofballs. We're gonna make jokes, but we wanna know about how you got here. Your your calling story. And yes, I know some of it because we grew up together, but I wanna hear how it's developed. I wanna hear where it started. I wanna hear the ins and outs. So yeah. Take us down memory lane, Jared. Yeah. So a little trip down memory lane. You know, back when I was two. No, I'm not gonna go that deep. <laughs> but uh growing up, my family didn't ever really go to church. You know, it was that sort of thing. My dad was Catholic when he grew up, but he stopped going to church after he moved out. My mom never really went to church. And so I grew up mm. in an, essentially a non-Christian family. You know, we believed in God, but that was about it. Yeah. We'd go occasionally to church with my grandma, and it was a Catholic church. And I just remember, wow, this is the most boring thing ever <laughs> because it is a Catholic Christmas mass. And if you know anything about ca- Catholic mass on Christmas, it's like four hours long. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there as like a six-year-old and I'm just like dying inside. And you're just standing and sitting and standing. Standing and sitting, and, sitting and kneeling and standing <laughs> and sitting. Yeah. It was a workout. It's a workout right there. But then, you know, one of my friends, his name's Bryce, he invited me to youth group. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. It sounds like a fun time. 
And it was. It was a really, really fun time. And so I started going back. And that's all it was for a while. You know, I was showing up because I was having fun. I was hanging out with friends, getting to pelt some people with dodgeballs. Oh, dude. Uh, Hit Jared so many times in the face yeah, at youth group. Right. I, <laughs> you have I no have idea. Horrible stories of dodgeball. I, I am mentally scarred. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just kept going back because it was fun. But then as I kept going back, you know, I was learning more about God. I was learning about scripture. And it turned from going to fun to for fun to, you know, I'm actually learning something here. The things that I have heard, you know, about God are could actually be true. And so yeah. it was sixth grade. I finally accepted Jesus into my heart, into my life. And then from there, I was baptized in the spring of sixth grade. And then it was probably, you know, pretty average for a middle schooler from then on. You know, went to church, you know, hung out with friends, learned some stuff about the Bible, but that was about it. Yeah. Showed up to small group, basically just came for free food in the mornings and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bless those days, yep, those man. Those donuts in 7 a.m. were all half asleep. Yep. <laughs> but then around high school is when stuff really started changing. Uh, Noah is actually the one that I credit with starting this. Uh, it was <laughs> hopefully it's a good thing. I don't know where this is going. Small, our small group started around 10th grade, right? Uh, yep. Yep. 10th grade is when we really started. And it was kind of just the idea of Noah and one of our small group leaders of we need to dig deep into the Bible. We need to actually understand what it's all about. And so we started meeting weekly outside of church. We started doing things like going to different locations. Uh, we did like a scavenger hunt every week. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, the, let us, give us a little story time of these these scavenger hunts that just made us <laughs> so mad Yeah. So every week. Our youth group leader would hide a $1 coin just randomly wherever we were at. And then he'd, it was with the idea of, you know, you got to seek hard and with the imagery of you got to seek God hard. Yeah. And so we would look around for this tiny little $1 coin and it would just be in the most obscure locations <laughs> possible. Half the time it was somewhere I couldn't even reach it. And so it, I was oh, at a major unfair. disadvantage. <laughs> and Dude. every single time he'd be like, are you guys ready to give up yet? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, well, would you give up on God if that was God? And we're all like, okay, fine. We're not going to give up yet. <laughs> Bro, I'm just hearing discrimination. Against you, bro. Exactly. That's discrimination. <laughs> yeah. You didn't make it accessible to everybody. This, exactly. this church needs to be inclusive, man. I'll, yeah. I, I will become all things for all people. <laughs> and he did not do that. <laughs> I'm discriminated against everywhere I go, man. Hey, we are persecuted for Christ. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> but yeah, and it was a really, really fun time. We would dig deep into a passage of scripture every single week. We would learn more. We'd have some good times. I remember one time I lit one of my hand, friend's hand on fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was the whole story in the Bible of, you know, you have to be refined like metal. Yes. And so why not refine some actual metal? And so we got like a little crucible. Uh, Bro. What did we use for fire? Was it just like lighter fluid or Literally something? Literally like a lighter fluid and like a torch. Yeah. And so we Definitely were- Definitely not safe. You guys are geniuses. And so we were going to heat up some metal, but one of my friends got some lighter fluid on his hand. I lit it in the bowl. <laughs> it jumped to his hand. <laughs> yep. And he's over there trying to put out his hand. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Art. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine being a youth pastor, bro? And you look out, and just one of your kids' hand just lit on fire, running around. <laughs> yeah, no, this our small group leader was our middle school principal. Yeah. So, oh yeah, oh, my God, yeah, your, your principal, our principal was your you. What? It was just not small, 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 small group leader. Small group yeah, yeah, leader. yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So we, we had adult supervision, but he also was really good at, at being very youthful. So sometimes <laughs> the ideas weren't completely thought out. That's gold. But yeah, I'm gonna use Jared that. literally did light someone's hands on fire. It was a fun time. Dude, that's like, that's hardcore right there. <laughs> yeah. You bring that in the church. You won't be refined? <laughs> I, yeah, get up here. Yeah, you got to see how many you people be really want to be refined. That's what I'm talking oh, about, baby. Out of Come fire. On. Come on. No, just the song Set of Fire is playing. Yeah. The worship, the worship band just playing Set of Dude, Fire. Jesus said, no, John the Baptist said, the one who is coming after me will baptize you in fire. Let's get some pyrotechnics in the church. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my word. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyways, back to my <laughs> story. Yeah, we story. went down a rabbit trail there. Yeah, so that was the start of it all. But then I think it was after about a year, uh, Noah came up with the idea of, why don't we just read through the entire Bible? And he said you're, this. You're a genius, bro. <laughs> he said this, and we were like, yo, hold up. The entire Bible? He's like, yeah, yeah in a year. In a year. And I was like, in a year? <laughs> and he's like, why not? I was like, uh, that's a lot. I don't read, man. <laughs> that's facts. That is a lot. That is a and lot. And so he kind of just forced me into it. I He didn't want to do it. Some of our other friends agreed. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. He's like, yeah, you're doing it. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> Fair enough. And Brotherhood. it was one of the most influential things in my entire life. Yeah. Just we read through it chronologically. So we read through the story as it actually happened. And that gave me an understanding of the Bible that I've never had before of seeing how one story leads into the next, how the Bible is one cohesive unit rather than individual stories. Wow. Yeah. Bars. Thank you. I, you know, I write some poetry. In my free time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> uh, but that was just so helpful of just my understanding of the Bible, but also just my relationship with God, because yeah. whether you wanted to or not, you had to read. Otherwise you were getting left behind and you have to read like, 50 pages like before you went to small group or else you'd just be getting made fun of for, to no end. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I started like a one-year Bible plan and by like the fifth day, I'm like 20 pages behind and I'm just like, I can't, I can't yeah, catch how up, much, man. How much accountability did you have? Me? Yeah. I did it by myself. Yeah. We, we had a group of like eight and we there no, were punishments it's, sometimes. No, it started out with us four and uh, our small group leader and it grew from yeah, there. That is true. That is true. But uh, we, we, this is for a different time, but we have some plenty of stories of things that we did to make sure we were reading. Oh, yeah. Some uh, nice little early morning miles. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyways, anyways, go, going back to, to that. Yeah. So after that, we, we finished our Bible plan. We went on a nice little retreat. And then, you know, we spent, we spent the night. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. Isaac is just Cut. sneezing. Trying bro. to keep on Dude, track. Allergies, man. bro, right now are just kicking my butt. So I apologize. Yeah, and he got a big nose too. So there's a lot <laughs> of stuff lo- up in there. <laughs> <laughs> if you, what's that? What's what's going on? The sky is falling. Up, chicken dude. little. Shut up, man. The sky is falling. Go say something. I don't know about it. Let's get back to the story. Sorry. Yeah. So at the end of it, we went through the entire Bible. We had a retreat. And we went out to our small group leader's land out in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of November, so it's cold. Like, I'm talking, it got down to, like, what, 15 degrees that night? We're all huddled up in, like, sleeping bags, completely unprepared for it to be that cold, just freezing our butts off. But at the same time, it was some great fellowship. You know, we got a nice six sword. It's, like, Damascus steel, got a silver cross in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Great reward. Smart to give to a dude who lit a, another dude's hand on fire. Hey, what a next would be chopping off his hand, you know? <laughs> yeah. Except for that sword's like the average, like it looks big on Jared. It looks, it's small hey. for me. 
It's like a, imagine this man picking up Goliath's sword, man. It's, like, it's yeah. a Roman short sword. It's a Roman it's short sword. A, imagine me regular. picking up like a long sword or something. That thing's as tall as I am. <laughs> but yeah, and so then we're like, you know what? Why not do it again? And so we did it again, and then again, and then again. And I think we did it for, what, about four or five years? Yep. And so I've read through the Bible a lot, and that helped me flex so much. Yeah, you know, I'm just better than everybody because oh I've read through God. the Bible so much, right? I was about to say that, dude. <laughs> That's, Jonathan Morgan would be so proud of he you. He would be. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Out of bounds. Wait, can't say the same for me. I read the whole Bible. Just not like that. I ain't, I ain't like that. You know? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Anyways, Jared, we we're we're building up to this this climax for you. Yeah, and I'm, so, wait, I'm ready for it. So church camp has been a big thing for a lot of people, and everybody always talks about how great church camp is for them spiritually, how much it forms them, and the story is pretty much the same for me. Like I went to church camp every single year from the time I started going to church until I graduated from high school. Even after high school, I did an internship there and went to church camp. It was fun, uh, but. What really happened was, is it was before senior year of high school, we're all praying, some crazy stuff went down, and I felt like God was just really trying to tell me something, but I couldn't really piece together what it was. Uh, at this church camp, it was the same time that Noah got his calling into ministry. No way, really? Yep. Yeah. Same camp. And so- Listen to episode number 16. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Throw back. Go listen to that podcast. Yep. You know, free advertisement. I've, I haven't listened to that. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> But I felt like God was trying to tell me something, and I, I just couldn't tell what it was. Noah got his calling to ministry, so I was like, "Surely not me, just him." <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to be like that guy. You should have known right then yeah. and there that the Lord was gonna do it, and right I sh- there. And I should have known, but I, I just couldn't figure it out. God was trying to tell me something, and I just could not hear. Yeah, still wow. can't hear. Apparently, oh <laughs> kind of deaf. Can't hear. Can't see. What's going on? Barely can drive. Barely touch the pedals. Hey, oh man, that's gosh. too far. Dude, <laughs> too far to marry. I want an apology on air right now. <laughs> Jared, I apologize, apologize for making fun of how short you are sometimes. <laughs> Thank I you, ask man. for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. You aren't granted okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you better, you better forgive him right now. You yeah. know what the Bible says about I, that? I repent, man. No, okay, you're good. forgiven. Man. All right, we're good. Now we can all right, continue. back into the story. I just had to step in as a pastor right there, all right? <laughs> yep. Do, awesome some, do some nice mediation. We learned about that. About. Pastoral care and counseling. Thank you very much. Yep. Continue. So, I left church camp not knowing what was happening. And it went on for about a month. Just felt like God was trying to tell me something. Couldn't figure it out. And I was like, you know, ministry would be pretty cool. Like, I would get paid to just talk about God. Yeah. And I was like, nah. <laughs> That's, I, I distinctly remember that. It was just like, I was thinking about it. I was like, nah, surely not, man. <laughs> Just, I can just see him sitting on his bed just having deep, deep inner thoughts. And then he just pauses and goes, nah. And he goes and plays video games or something. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Yes. And then, Profit. And then we had a, it was our high school leadership team for youth group. And it was before school started, we were trying to think through what the school year was going to be. And at the same time, uh, we were praying through youth group praying over the building and so our youth pastor kind of just sends us out with the mission of pray over this space pray that god would move through it and as i'm just praying i once again i sense god trying to tell me huh. something and so i'm like okay fine i'm just going to listen 
I'm done talking because apparently I don't think very well. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just praying, God, just whatever it is, tell me, because I'm tired of not knowing. Facts. And I look up, and there's a sign on the door that says leaders only. And I sense God trying to tell me, you are called to be a leader of my church. And I was like, huh? What does that mean? (laughs) I said, that's a big calling right there. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm not really that smart. (laughs) I can't lead people. I can barely talk to people. And then it was just once again, Jared, lead my people. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so by this point, tears just flowing down my face. I'm bawling. I go up to my youth pastor. I'm like, "Uh, I I think I'm called into ministry. He's like, oh? I was like, yeah, like I sense God telling me to like lead his church. He's like, yeah, I see it. I was like, that's that's all you have to say. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, thanks, I guess. He's like, yep, this is pretty good. I, I'm there. I'm literally at the same place. I'm yeah. I'm praying and I and I see Jared have this conversation and I'm like, what's going on? And granted, I literally just got my call to ministry like a month ago. So I'm I'm just feeling it right no now. No one's just you over there like, I mean? wow, this dude's really trying to copy me, huh? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The first thing I thought when Jared told me, Oh yeah, I'm called ministry, I was like, Bro, you're just copying me. <laughs> no way. That's a hundred percent. I'm not lying to you. It's such a horrible thought. <laughs> I I kid you not. Jared Man, said this. Jealous of me. Jared said this, and I was like, "Bro, you're just copying me." Because he's also going to Indian Westland. Yeah, th- I was already planning on going to okay, Iowa. So, okay, I was gonna ask that. And so I think I was registered for like a. I'd already registered for like to go to Iowa. I think I was registered for what like we, a, yeah. What I think it was study? like accounting or something. I was just like, <laughs> I can't think of anything better to do. Accounting's easy enough. <laughs> No offense to any accounting majors. Who says, what major should I do? Yeah, accounting. Let me just sit at the desk and type in numbers and stuff. (laughs) And the the more I look back at it, the more I realize I would have been absolutely awful at a desk job. A thousand percent. I cannot sit sit still for like more than five seconds. Dude. I'd be going nuts sitting behind a TV, uh, not a TV screen, a computer screen for the entire day. But I literally was, I said, Jared, you're just copying me. Because in high school, my buddy Bryce, the same Bryce that invited him to church camp, made the claim that Jared was just copying me and Bryce. And so that, it's just like in my head. So when Jared tells me this, granted, he's literally bawling. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, Jared. And in my heart, I'm thinking, homie's just copying me. We're going to ministry together. We're going to Iowa together. I'm like, what is going on? But I'm actually like, it's refreshing hearing this again because I had never actually heard the calling story. Yeah. I just... Literally just grew up with you around. Uh, yeah. He just doesn't ask questions about me, you know? <laughs> he doesn't care enough. Wow, dude. That's kind of tough, bro. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, That's no, dope, though. Noah loves me. I do. I do. But We yeah. were together freshman year. We did. I froze to death for the yes, entirety of freshman yes, year. Yes, he did. But, Jared, thanks for um for sharing and, like, really diving into how it kind of, like, played out. Because we have there's different kinds of callings. And we, we've talked about, like, you've got the immediate, like, boom calling but mm-hmm. you also like you had like a jonah moment you like ran <laughs> from your calling I, I literally said no to god <laughs> literally yeah. said no to god nah, i'm good <laughs> all right we'll that's see about hilarious. that buddy <laughs> that is, no. I, didn't, I had no idea but that's crazy that yeah you had this jonah moment. i didn't even realize you could you could even allude to that story so yeah. much yeah because oh my word you literally said no 
Then you said no again. Like you just, you just, you were. I said no for about a month. But the Lord yeah. is good. He is, he is he, persistent. He didn't send a fish after me though, so That's I'm kind of disappointed. About you do that. like to fish though, so you know that it could have been in your future if you said no one more time. <laughs> That's facts. I'm just sitting on a boat. All of a sudden, a whale jumps out of a lake in the middle of Oklahoma. It wouldn't have to be that big of a whale, bro. <laughs> Dang man. <laughs> no, dude, but I'm curious. With your calling, like having that moment and then being here at Iowa and things like that, have there been moments where you have doubted the call that you have received? And then how has God affirmed that? Because you are still in ministry and still pursuing that. So I assume that the call has been affirmed over and over. But has there been times where it has like you felt like you're in the wrong place? No, nah, I'm just perfect. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, fair enough. No, there's definitely been times, like, especially like volunteering at a church trying to do school at the same time it gets hard to do like there have been times where i'm just like i don't want to do this anymore because i am dead tired haven't slept for like three days and i'm just done with this and then there's times where it's like you know people are just mean and when you're in ministry it's something that you're gonna have to deal with is yeah people won't like what you have to say and so there's been times where i'm just like I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be. And then God just constantly reminds me of, no, you're going to be equipped for this. No matter how unequipped you seemed right now, I'll give you the tools to do what you need to do. Wow. Mm. And so I'll be like, I don't know how to handle this. Like a kid just told me that he has, that he's had suicidal thoughts. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Mm. And then I would just go talk to my youth pastor. Like, yeah, this dude just told me, he's like, all right, man, like we'll go through this together. And so just God's hand has worked through everything that I've done. And so even if it's just as simple as I don't understand anything that's going on in this class right now, I don't understand how this is going to apply to ministry. The instant I say, yeah, this, this isn't useful. God just kind of smacks me over the head and says, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) dude, that's so, that's so good. Cause I think a lot of people can relate with that where it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, thinking of specifically like those situations, because it's like when we're going to the church now, it's the suicidal thoughts, the depression, the anxiety. The struggles with homosexuality, the struggles with sexual identity, like all these things are are in the church now, right? And people are wondering, like, how do I? I'm not equipped to answer that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're not equipped. That's mm-hmm. the point. But the Lord, mm-hmm. the Lord will take you through that. The Lord will guide you. You know. Yeah. And so, what would you say for like people listening that are having these thoughts? Like, how would you encourage people that are either wrestling with the call or in the call with all this stuff? Like, how do you, how would you encourage them with your story? Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that you can learn, is that. Yeah, you're not equipped, and that's the point. Mm, because huh. if mm. we could do everything on our own, we wouldn't need God. And so that's been one of the biggest struggles in my life is pride is definitely a problem for me because I'm smart. Like, it's not something that I say. Yeah, that's facts. It's not something that I say to just be like, yeah, I'm smarter than everybody here. But it's like God has given me that. Yeah, for sure. And it's a struggle for me to ask for help because of that. Mm. I feel like I can do everything on my own sometimes. And then that's where I need God to essentially humble me of like, no, you need other people. You need me. Yeah. And so just recognizing that you are not enough. And it is because of that, that we need God. Wow. And so no matter how many times it feels like ministry, it's too much. No matter how many times it feels like you don't want to do this, just keep pushing because it always gets better. God yeah. always provides. Dude, that, that's so good. That's so good just to think about like, yeah, we can boast in our weakness, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I wrestle with the same stuff like being prideful in my ego and same. just being like, I can, I can kind of do a lot of things on my own and get mm-hmm. in that mindset. Right. But then once, once the Lord start, 
Lord starts putting you in spots where it's like, dang, I really am not equipped for this. Yeah. Then you start to be able to boast in your weakness because it's like the fact that you got through that was the Lord and the Lord alone because you know, like you're weak. It's like, yeah. I couldn't have done that on my own. So it has to be the Lord. And so that's why when we talk about Paul and his thorn, it's like I boast in my weakness because God's strength is made perfect in that. Absolutely. And so, bro, that is that is so beautiful. And thank you for sharing that because that's that's not easy. Sharing something you're gifted in, but then also that being like part of like your weakness, you know, because then it becomes this point of pride and the devil can have a foot, foothold there. Yeah. And so that that's so cool that you shared that and that you've recognized that, you know. And it's definitely been a struggle to find balance in that of like yeah. God has given me this gift. How do I steward this well? How do I not make it about me? How do I make it about God? Yeah, dude, that's so good. Thank you for sharing all that, brother. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Like that. Yeah, we joked so much. We joked a lot on this on this episode, but I hope those that are listening, like, listen in. Seriously, take home something that Jared said, right? We joke a lot, but there is depth and there is meaning. Like, how can you take the pride that we all have? We all have pride in some capacity. How can you take that pride and just stab it in the heart? And how, how can you humble yourself before the Lord? And obviously, Jared, we, we can see that in what you're just saying right now. Like, yeah, I, I realize this. And so I have to continuously, like, the Lord is humbling me. But, yeah, dude, you're, it's so nice sitting next to Jared in theology. <laughs> He's so smart. That's facts. So I'm like, oh, Jared, is this right? He's like, hmm, I don't know, maybe. Like, as, yeah. as Dr. Morgan. Like a five-minute argument. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, bro. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But, Jared, thanks for... Thanks for hopping on this week. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Thanks for make, making us laugh and, and have a good time. And we love you. But yeah, we give you a super hard time. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, bro, some encouragement to you. Like when you were talking about your calling and receiving that moment, right? And you're just like, what? Like, I can't do that. I, I can't do this, what you're calling me to. And not feeling equipped in that moment. I remember I was reading. And it was just about these like early church leaders, these big leaders. And all of them had the same thing that when... They were called to ministry and people called them to it. They were called to that spot. They didn't want it because they didn't feel like they were worthy of it. Yeah. They didn't feel like they could do it. They they were terrified of it. They cried about it because they just felt like they, they didn't deserve that. And that's the posture. Like to have that posture is a beautiful thing because you understand the weight of what the Lord's calling you to. Yeah. But that heart is what the Lord, I think, is seeking. In Isaiah 6, when, when Isaiah sees the Lord and when he's in his presence, it's just, woe is me, right? Like you really see your unholiness. You see how undeserving you are of this, but the Lord still calls you. And he says, here I am, send me. And that was just you. Like when, yeah. when you said, yeah, all right. I mean, after saying no for like a month or whatever, <laughs> but when he did that, you were like, yeah, I think, I think this is what you called me to. Yet while seeing where you were weak in it. And yeah. so that's an encouragement to you, encouragement to people listening, that a humble heart is what the Lord is looking for. Absolutely. And so when you come into this, understanding that you you can't do it that's where the lord wants to use you most he just wants people to say here i am send me you know and it, and we just expect the lord to do it because that's all that's all all the work is him yeah god's not looking for the most charismatic person you've yeah. ever seen he's not looking for the person with a doctorate in something he's looking for somebody that is willing to follow where he's leading Dude. you don't need all of the status you don't need all of the intelligence you just need to be able to follow god exactly that's so good. Bars. I think that's the the perfect way to say uh yeah, say goodbye. I mean, honestly, that that's a perfect way to end that. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, dude, thanks. Thank you guys for listening to the coffee call and check in next week. But thank you so much, Jared. Yeah, it's fun being here with you guys. It. All right, sick. Adios. 
We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank the Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.